Hello everyone. Um, it's definitely a pleasure to be with you guys once again. It's been a while, but definitely lots of good things um, have been developing and are underway here in my life. Um, so all glory be to that, right? So yes, I hope everyone's had, um, you know, adjusted well with the new year coming in. We are in 2021 officially now, right? Um, so hopefully everyone has been keeping safe. Uh, wash your hands, mask on your face, and six feet away. All right. Definitely, definitely covering uh, one another with prayer always. All right. With that said, let's jump real quick into the book that I wanted to speak about today, which was in First Chronicles um, chapter 21, Um verse 7 and I like to start all the way at um, verse 7 and all the way to I want to say um, I want to say verse 16 okay let's do that all right so um, yeah let's just start there I want to say we're going to go elaborate. Um, yeah, let's just start there because I want to go a little bit deeper. Yeah, definitely um, want to start there. So I was reading in First Chronicles and seeing as I had already read in regards to the 12 tribes of um, the 12 tribes of Judah, which this kind of goes back a little bit if you want to sort of say. But let's just talk about it. Here we have First Chronicles chapter 21, all right, where... Verse seven, we'll start. Um, we'll start there. A little bit more or less, um, just breaking it down to you guys. This is when uh, King David he decides to do a census in the land, and he wants to count uh, all the people, sort of say. Well, if you know God, you don't do anything without you know, uh, say so. You don't take it upon yourself to just do as you wish because again, um, God is in control always, and here. Uh, again, the situation had to arise where uh, David had to learn that the hard way. He did a census on his own will, not God's will, right? So um, the enemy did come in enticed and just mess with uh, David's mind, so to say. And, uh, you know, one has to make a choice. And in this particular um, situation, David made a choice to sin against God and went and pursued his own egotistical uh, ways and pride okay you know that macho pride okay that's so many of us and not just my men but women too we are very filled with pride at times right so this is what happened here uh, with king david in this particular situation he did a census and um he did a census and um, it was definitely displeasing to God. God was very upset. He was like not in agreement with that. Um, here, King David went and told Joab, one of his, um, you know, trustees there, um, uh, one of his trusted army men there. It was his, um, and then he he said to just go get a, a, a census from all the people across the land, from uh, Bathsheba in the south to Dan in the north. And he said to bring him a report so that he can know how many there were. But as you know, I want to say it like this so we can all understand, kind of sort of say, so what kind of was happening. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like 
um okay so i want to say it like this it's kind of like savings money in an account that's like not your account but it's in your name right but you're not the one putting the money in the account but it is under your name so you feel that because it is in your name you have the right to you know look into the savings account and catch your money right so you start counting the money but the money's not yours it's just you know that is just um an account that needed to be put in your name sort of say so as to uh count them you know to keep money right and so this particular situation right here at this time david decided to count the money okay and i'm not saying that that's what happened what i'm saying is metaphorically so you'll say so you can kind of get an idea as to what happened yeah he decided to he decided to count all the people and see with god that's like those that's not that's not your people that you know what i'm saying those are my people and i didn't give you the you know right to count anything so you know, kind of like I didn't give you the right to go in and count the account, the money on the account. So why are you doing it? See what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, David felt that because, you know, those were his winnings. A lot of the people that um, were being counted for were people that he had won a lot of battles and now they were slaves and so on and so forth. So it was just all to do a lot of pride. It had went a lot to do a lot of pride, which the devil, he did entice and encourage uh, David to think like this, mess with his mind, so to say. And that's what happens when uh, so I say it's trust God always, not the enemy. So we all fail at times to do that in our lives. And we do ultimately pay the, pay the price. David, did pray the, he did pay the price. <sighs> he did. And everyone else did with him, with him too. So it goes on to say that um, the people were all counted, um, all right? And God was displeased, all right? And um, then it says, uh, it says, and then uh, God said um, that, you know, he'd already, you know, David had realized that he sinned greatly for taking the census and he was asking for forgiveness, you know. Uh, he felt guilty, you know. Um, it says here in uh, what, verse 7, God was very displeased, chapter 21, verse 7, God was very displeased with the census and he punished Israel for it. See what I'm saying? He punished Israel for it then david said to god i have sinned greatly by taking this census please forgive my guilt for doing this foolish thing foolish being foolish and and not um looking at it like what he was really doing right because he was you know he wasn't looking at it as so much like he just, it was his pride, you know, like these are my people and I feel prideful. Let me count my money. Let me count my winnings, you know, sort of say, and it's not your money. It's not your winnings. It's not anything of you. It was all God. It has nothing to do with him, right? God put him in that position. Those were all of God's winnings, his battles, and those were all his people. So he had no reason, no right to do that. Yes, God was very displeased, just like he was displeased when Moses hit the rock and said, here, I'll give you water, right? Because no, you do not do anything. Humans do absolutely nothing. We have no power, okay? Like, we don't have no holy uh, magic. We don't have that. He has it all. And we are, by his blessings and his favor and his mercy and his grace in our lives, we are giving. We are given, you know, authority. We are given. But we have, without God, we have a nut. We're worthless, like a penny, like, you know, well, I don't want to say a penny because even a penny has a worth of value of some sort. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, you know, you can kind of understand. Without God, we just have no value. Like none, you know? Um, 
So there you go. Um, so there you go. His uh, egotistical, his pride got in his way. And he did this ridiculous thing, um, foolish, and it goes on and says in the Bible, it was foolish. He felt guilty about that. He said this foolish. That means he was, he is just, you know, mm, all right. He did that. And so, you know, then of course, God, it says here, this was the message. Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. I will give you three choices. Choose one of these punishments and I will inflict it uh, on you. So God, this is who God uh, gave the, um, you know, the, the the prophecy to or the message to he said go to david gad and tell him he said these are the choices the lord has given you may you choose these three goes you may choose three years of famine all right and three months of uh, destruction excuse me by the sword of your enemies or three days of severe plague as the angel of the lord brings devastation throughout the land of israel there you go three choices three years three months or three days boom Okay, three years of a famine. Okay, let's just that's what he either one choose that three months of being under the arms of what the uh enemies, his enemies. All right, or three days of famine of uh the plague. I'm sorry, like a plague. All right, it's gonna be uh, so he had to decide, and you know, of course, David already had made a huge mistake and he had to look at it. Well, if I'm in the famine. You know, okay, well, here we're going to have to go out to our neighbors, to our, you know, other cities and start begging for food. I have to be under somebody else's authority, have to be under somebody else's mercy. Okay, grace, and sort of say. So, uh, you know, he was like, no, I don't want to do that because, you know, Israel is Israel. We are alone. You know, we stand alone. We don't want to look like, uh, you know, like we are bondage or slaves to anyone. We are, we stand alone. So, no, he didn't want to do that. Um, the same thing with the enemies, um, three months of being in surrender to their, his enemies, you know, their enemies. He didn't want to do that either because again, they will be under somebody else's mercy, under somebody else's grace. Um, not their, um, not under God's sort of say. So he thought about that and he said, what? He decided the three days of, uh, of the plague over the land because that way he felt, well, you know, uh, it is bad. It's going to be horrible, right? But at least in this case, we are not under any human's uh, authority, under any human's mercy, under any human's um, say-so. We are under God's mercy, right? We are under God's mercy. So our mercy will solely come from God. So yes, we will still stand. We still will maintain as a city, as one, as united, as, as we are. But now we will be under God's mercy for him to take um, the severeness in the plague that he that he chooses to be uh, upon the land or upon, you know, for my foolish, uh, sinful um, decision to make the senses, my pride, in other words, right? Here we go. So he goes with that route, right? And then um, it says... Um, so he decides to go with number three. He goes, I'm in debt. He says, I'm in a desperate situation. David replied to God, but let me fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercy is very great. Do not let me fall into human hands. See there. Okay. He didn't want to be under the hands. Uh, uh, he didn't want him and his people, the land to be under anyone, like under anyone's mercy. You know, we're back to what I was saying, because 
better to be under God's mercy than to be under a human's mercy. See what I'm saying? Better better to be in the ways of God than to be in the ways of the world and the ways of humans. Because, you know, as we know, humans, we are detestable. We're evil. We're mean. We're horrible. To be in the hands or to even have those three months of running from his enemies. Don't you know his enemies would have tortured his people, his land, and would have horrible. It would have been really bad. You know what I'm saying? Really, really horrible. And he was like, yeah, I know, and I want to do that. And then, of course, they'd have been under the enemy's mercy, all right, to be the famine. And again, the, the, you know, human's mercy, uh, mercy of, uh, you know, begging for food from other places. So here he chose the number three to be under only solely God's mercy, all right. So that's what he chose. So that us lets us um, all know, too, that the only person or the only fairy favor or mercy or grace that we should ever look up to is God's mercy, God's favor. Okay. We must, even though he did a foolish decision, even though he did a foolish decision, you know, he made this mistake that cost the land Israel a lot, right? To cause, to have this plague over them for three days. All right. And it killed a lot of people. Let's just be honest. It killed a lot of people in the way. A lot. Like, just a lot. The plague killed a lot. Okay? So many. But what did the people, did the um, Hall of Israel and David have to do to as to get this plague off of them? Would be under God's mercy. Talking to God and coming, taking heed to God's ways and his warnings. And to realize, to for them to open their eyes, for the land to see, I am God. With or without. And I do all things. I am in control at all times. Okay. I neither do have to uh, explain to you why I do the things that I do. My punishments are just. They're righteous and they will stand. I forgive. But yet at the same time justice will stand. That's the kind of father. That's the kind of God that we have. You know what I'm saying. Um. He is a forgiving God. He is a merciful God. But his justice, his punishment will still stand. All right. And his punishment, his punishment is better than human's punishment because human's punishment is uh, like no mercy. All right. With God, when he punishes, it's with love. It's kind of like, um, you know, for parents, when you, you know, spank or you, um, you know, discipline your parents, you do it with love because you want to teach and force something to correct, right? Um, you don't hit without a hate. And, uh, you know, I hope all parents, I hope parents don't hit with like that. But anyways, you kind of get the grasp. So, you know, you correct with love. You don't correct with hate versus someone else. Like, let's say, step parent or just um, random, random people, outsiders. They correct, but they correct with a little bit of resentment, hate, bitterness. You know, just a little bit more cold and just, yeah. So you have to look at it on, in that aspect. That when God corrects his children, it's never in a format where he's literally wanting to hurt and cause you pain. If anything, it's in a matter where he just wants to correct he wants you to feel the accountability, the hurt, the pain. But he also wants you to understand. You know what I'm saying? He also wants you to understand. You, you know, you hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable of, of your own errors and correct yourself. He wants you to feel it. Okay? Feel that. So you can change, reflect, meditate. All right. But at the same time, it's correcting you. It's building you. It's giving you honor. It's giving you character. It's giving you uh, a, a, a 
stand-up type personality, a, a person of a good uh, morals. Okay, it's gonna make it's gonna refine you as a human, as a character, as a person. It's going to refine you even better. It's gonna sharpen you, you know, if you let it. And if you become foolish and you don't learn nothing from it, and you just sit there and wallow and throw spill milk, well, you missed the lesson, and you definitely missed the blessing. Because in the in the lesson there is a blessing. All right, there's a blessing in the lesson. There you go. So. This is what happened here with um, this particular situation here with David. So this, it says here, so the Lord, chapter what, 14. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel and 70,000 people died as a result. And God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem. But just as the angel was preparing to destroy, the Lord relented and said to the death angel, stop. That is enough. At that moment. The angel of the Lord was standing by the threshing uh, the threshing floor of Arana, the Jupsite. All right. It says, um, okay, so and then it goes on to 16. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth with his sword drawn, reaching out over Jerusalem. So David and the leader of Israel put on uh, burlap to show their deep distress and fell face down on the ground. And David said to God, I am the one who called for the for the census. I am the one who has sinned and done wrong. But these people are as innocent as sheep. What have they done? Oh, Lord, my God, let your anger fall against me and my family, but do not destroy your people. All right. It says, and then it says and goes on to say on chapter 18, um, you know, David had to learn a hard lesson and, um, Okay, it just goes on that, you know, even David had to learn the hard lesson, him and the land and everything goes on to say in chapter 22, I mean, on verse 22, let's read there from 18 and 22. Then the angel of the Lord said to Gad to instruct David to go up and build an altar to the Lord and the threshing floor of Arona, the Jebusite. So David went up to do what the Lord had commanded him through Gad. Arana, who was busy threshing wheat at the time, turned and saw the angel there, his four sons who were with him ran away and hid all right when arana saw david approaching he left his threshing floor and bowed before david with his face to the ground david said to arana let me buy this threshing floor for you at his full price then i will build an altar to the lord there so that he will stop the plague right so it says there all right all right, so it says there, it says that, you know, uh, David had to go far as into building the altar. He had to, you know, to make this temple before God. So as to say, to ask and plead and for the land and for everyone, you know, to uh, beg for forgiveness, to, you know, just to kind of, to let God know in acknowledgement that, you know, he was truly sorry for the sack that he did. All right. He did this horrible, horrible, foolish um act that it caused a lot of people to die a lot of people to suffer a lot of everything and the only way that they were able to take this off of uh them was through god's uh mercy reaching out to god to have mercy because let me tell you something god you heard what it says the angel of death was ready to do more more damage but it wasn't until, you know, David was like persistent about that. He was like, I need to go. I need to do this. And then he's like, okay, well, then go build a temple. Go do that. Because you think, you know, you think that God really likes to see us suffer and, and uh, go through all that? No. 
He doesn't like killing or nothing. It's just, he's a God of just, of justice. So, yeah, he definitely, he was like, you know, he did say stop. And then he, you know, he said, but, you know, he has to go and build a temple and praise and worship and recognize that I am God. And so all of Israel has to do so too. That I am God. No one else. I'm your Lord. I'm your God. I'm your Savior. I'm your everything. I'm your water. I'm your fresh uh, uh, breath of fresh air. I'm your moon. I'm your stars. I'm I'm your sunset. I'm your everything. All right, sunrise. I'm your sunset. I'm, I'm everything. Everything in beauty that you see. That is me. All right, from the morning's dew to everything beautiful that exists in the land, everything that is beautiful, anything that is good, it is all me. It all comes from me. He wanted the whole Israel, the whole world to know. You are my beloved people. You are my children. You are mine. And I need you all to understand that. Sometimes we get too far ahead of ourselves. Sometimes, you know, we think we're too much, we're too grand. Like God says when, you know, I told y'all in one of my segments there, um, he said, you humans think you are so much, but I am God. He said those exact words as he was sitting, um, talking to a whole crowd amongst me. And I was in the crowd and they all were just staring at God and white robes and just staring. I didn't, nobody was just looking. But again, those were his words. You humans think you are so much. But I am God. So that's what he is constantly over and over and over and over again telling humans. We think we are so much. We think we deserve this. We think we deserve that. We think we just, you know, everything. You better talk to me with respect. You better, you know, I demand this, you know. Uh, or, you know, I, I, it was me. Me, I did this. And me because I'm so smart. Me because I did, you know, I, I, me, 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 me. I, 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 right? Everything. I, no one ever just truly says God. That's what God wants. Everything to say God did this. God is because of God. Everything to be God. God has been good. The whole world he wants like just like the plague. He wants like just to be a God plague. Everybody just consumed and passionate and filled with God. God is good and God is great and God did it and he did that. And he won this because God is everything to give recognition to Everything in your life, God, 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 everything, nothing to yourself, nothing. That is God's home, you know, because of God, I was able to have that. But God did this for me. God did everything and everything, an obsession of God in the land. That's what he wants. He wants because in heaven, in the heaven where he is, all right, and the heaven where paradise all right, the Garden of Eden is everything is God. Nothing is based on humans. Nothing. Everything is God. Everything is recognized that God is everything. He is the only thing that exists. Nothing else exists. Everything, everything, every beauty that there is in the Garden of Eden and paradise, it all goes back recognition to God. Anything done is God. God's ways, God's plans. God did this. If you, let me tell you, if you're not infatuated, passionate about God, I don't see how you're going to even manage to be in heaven because, um, 
in the Garden of Eden, paradise, the new Jerusalem, the whole world, uh, the new world is going to be, um, like I said, a, a plague of God, like uh, just an infestation of just adoration of God, uh, worshiping God. Everything is God, 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 God. There is no sleep there. Once we make it there, there is no sleep. So there's always uh, around the clock because the souls don't sleep. The body sleeps. That's what holds us bound and we go to sleep. But the souls don't sleep. So, you know, um, I want to just let you uh, open a mindset on that. It is all God. Everything uh, is revolves around God 24-7, 365. And I just say these numbers because it's the human numbers and what we have here. But in heaven, there is no such thing as 24-7, 365. It is just all as an existence, as, as, as alive, as a life, as a spirit, as the ongoing spirit that has no death. Okay. This is what you will be doing. God, 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 everything. We work for God. We build for God. We talk about God. We pray to God. We worship God. Everything is God, 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 God. God is here with us. We see him every day. We walk with him every day. We are in love with him every day. Worthy is the lamb that was slain for our sins. Holy, holy, holy. All right. All right. Holy, holy. This is how it happens in the heavenly realm, in the paradise, the Garden of Eden. This is what exists. There is no anything of rec- anyone recognizing each other. You're dig right. No, it is just God for all for God to God be all the glory. He alone is all great and mighty, full of power. He alone is our everything. That is our God, our God, our just amazing, magnificent, smart, intelligent, beyond comprehension. He is our God. And we're just in an adoration and a passionate spirit in a heart, just filled with wanting to serve him. And, and, and it's a fire that burns in you that you just want to do more and more. And you just, you know, that's what you live for. You live for nothing else. You live for nothing else. There is nothing else that is greater than God. So if you're not ready for that type of, uh, if you're not ready for that type of afterlife, let me tell you, if you're not ready right now, if that's not the life that you live in right now, that isn't happening, that that's not the type of mindset you have right now, there's no way that paradise will be presented to you. After you're no longer here. Because if you think God is just a a few, five, ten minutes or... No, it's not going to work. Over here, when we move on to the everlasting, uh, never-ending, dying, okay? It's all Him. Everything. And it's amazing. And it's beautiful. And He roams everywhere. And He lives everywhere. You can't run away from Him. There's no hiding. There's no darkness. Everything is pure and seen and known. Even it, it's it's just like it's just like he's just everything. He's he's the power. He's the energy. Just energy, and it's everywhere. But you feel it, and it's there, and he's everywhere, all at once, throughout the land. Be ready. That is the Garden of Eden, the paradise. Once we get there. I'm telling you, there is no, there's no, um, anything besides, there's nothing else. There's absolutely nothing else. Absolutely nothing else. 
So this had to happen here in First uh, Chronicles chapter uh, 21. All this had to happen. And it says, um, okay, so it says, When David saw that the Lord had finally, that had answered his prayers, he offered sacrifices there at Arona's threshing floor at the time, the tabernacle of the Lord and the altar of burnt offerings that Moses had made in the wilderness were located at the place of worship in Gibeon. But David was not able to go there to inquire of God because he was terrified by drawn by the drawn sword of the angel of the Lord. Okay. All right. So there you go. And um, with that, I wanted to just uh, tell y'all that um, here, here, okay, in 2021 and 2020, as we can see, you know, there is a plague over our lands, over the, over the world. All right. And uh, that's definitely what had me uh, at a realization, you know, that this plague here, although many want to see it as a mistake, as a horrible disease, as this, now, let me tell you something, God is in control. We all like we know and we see in chapter 21, we got to understand it happened for a reason and it's for a reason. But through it all, guess what? David got wiser. David got refined. Israel did have to understand we are under God's what? Mercy. His mercy alone. So, only God took off the plague. Only God did that. Okay? Because he was ready to wipe out. Destroy. You heard that? He was scared. He said, uh-uh, because that angel was ready with the sword. Ready. To, it was the angel of death. He was ready. Don't come testing the angels of the Lord because they know, hey, my my father and my God told me to, you know, go. Well, I'm going to go. Kill and destroy whatever it is that God said. Yeah, we got it. We smite the enemies. We destroy the enemies. Whatever it is, God is my commander and chief. And yes, sir. No questions asked. No in doubt. Mm -mm, they go and they serve and they do. If he says stop, they stop. If he says kill, he killed. You know? Because they live. They live by what they, they're only by his command alone. Powerful creatures angels that serve and adore and love he is the most mightiest mightiest of might so you see people of the world nations all across country everyone it's in realization that this plague is over our land it will not go away until God sees fit for it to go away. What must we all do? Come to the Lord for his mercy alone. And just cry to him and cry out to him and just say, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on your children. Have mercy on us for being so foolish. So just in our own ways, in our own prize, in our own ego, in our own everything. God, forgive us for being this way. It's the sin that weighs down. We know, right? We know better. It's the sin. It's the skin. You know, it's the flesh. It's the sin that was committed a long time ago. Never to be used an excuse, though. But yes, forgive us, God, for our sinful nature. Help us to get stronger. Stronger and wiser and understanding and better, you know, to definitely seek Him. To seek Him continuously, diligently, passionately. Okay? 
every every single second moment let him be your morning going to sleep your lunch your dinner your breakfast your snacks let him be your everything consume yourself in this in in the mind i love god surround yourself with you know whatever is of, is of god it says there in the bible it says whatever is of good whatever is of good cheer of all that think about it because that's what he is he is He's an everlasting life, something that you just admire. You admire with such beauty because he is beauty, but he's such power and, you know, just everything all in one. So I encourage you all to definitely take time, reflect, call on to God if you haven't already. Um, The land is still, I mean, of course, we're all still under a plague. We're still under a curse, you know, um, but trust in God. Um, His mercy is greater than humans greater for us to be under God's mercy than to be under human's mercy right God is almighty just like King David better to be under God's mercy than to be under human's mercy right now we are all under God's mercy we must continue to pray we must continue to pray for our children continue to pray for ourselves that God gives us strength that God sees us through and he will all right just like God uh, David had to go and build God a temple or an altar so as a, as to say as to a signif- as as a as a format to uh, not just say it but actually do it, not just talk about it but do it. Not be a you know what I mean. Don't just talk about it but be about it. Let me see. I want to see you. I need to see you do these things. He said, "Man said I'll give it to you for free." He said, "No, I want to. Ha- I have to pay. I gotta pay. I can't have this for free." I did this. I did this whole mess. God has to see that it cost me something. My mercy that I'm asking of God cost me something. I don't want nothing free. Because then it ain't going to cost me nothing. And I ain't going to feel it. It ain't going to hurt as much. I got to feel it. Let me feel my wrong. Let me feel my errors. Let me let me Let it cost me something. Because if you give it to me for free, yeah, I appreciate you, but I don't. Let me pay. Let me pay for my sins that I did. Let me bring me in my land. And that way I know I paid for the mistakes. I paid for my mistakes that I did. Please forgive me. Wipe them away. Please, God. We're under your mercy. So God can see. You do want to be taught. You do want to be corrected. Because if you didn't, you'd have been take the easy way out. But just like it cost me, it has to cost you. Jesus died on that cross, bled all this blood out. That's what we got to do. Just like it cost Jesus, it's got to cost us something. What does God's mercy, what does it cost us? What does it cost you? What does your mercy cost you? What will it, how much, what, what are you willing to do? How much are you willing to pay to get God's mercy? Because you got to feel that. You know what I'm saying? David felt that. That man gave him everything. Everything. I give it to you all. Whatever you need plus. Whatever he's willing to ask right there and there, he's give, willing to give it to you. But David said, No. I don't want no easy cop-outs, no shortcuts, no nothing. Let me pay for what I did. Let me pay for this. Let me feel this pain. 
Let me feel my foolishness. Let me feel my errors. Let me feel my wrongs. Let me feel it because if I don't feel it, I ain't going to receive it. And I need to receive this blessing because this land, these people, this plague is over us. I need to come and fix my wrongs that I did. What is it going to cost you? What is it going to cost you for you to realize what is it going to cost us for us all to realize we must come under God's mercy alone? His mercy is better than human's mercy. What is it going to cost us? See what I'm saying? God did answer uh, David's prayer. Remember that. He answered his prayer. God answered David's prayer. He can definitely answer your prayer. He can answer all our prayer. He can answer our nation's prayer as a country, as a whole. He can do anything. That's what it says in the Bible. I can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. All things. But how much is it going to cost you? What are you willing to do to show I want my correction? I accept it to make me better so I can learn my lessons. So I can get better, so I can grow stronger and know and understand I am nothing. I am nothing. I am nothing without my God. See what I'm saying? With that said, brothers and sisters, let me tell y'all, I love y'all. I hope this was a blessing to you all as it was a blessing to me. Definitely, as I keep reading, God does definitely reveal things to me in such ways that it makes me understand that he is our light. He is our everything. He is our joy. He's our morning. He's our moon. He's our stars. He's our He's our everything. He's, he's, he's just amazing. He's phenomenal to even... To even have a visualization, even in your mind, it's it's just too much. It's too it's too much. You can't take it all in at once because you just get so overwhelmed with just emotions of just gratitude and love and and just in disbelief that anything that beautiful, that that merciful, that that just amazing, that just powerful, that that even exists. But it does, and it is, it does, because we exist, so He exists. See what I'm saying? And that's how you know he's real. How do you know? Because you exist, don't you? So he exists. That's why you exist. Because he is what he is. He is the great I am. I am the, 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 I am the great I am. Okay. Know that. Know that. I am the great I am. No matter whether you serve me, you love me, accept me. I am. The great I am. To God be all the glory, Jesus Christ. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the King of all kings. Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. King of kings. Lord of lords. Forever he will reign. With that said, God bless y'all, my brothers and sisters. Stay strong. Stay encouraged. Stay uplifted. More than anything, stay in prayer. Stay connected in prayer. In prayer, there is breakthroughs. Until the next time, love you all and continue to fight in the good fight. God made us strong. He lives in you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. <laughs>